is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Ellen, and today is the fourth episode of our series, How to Buy Consulting Services Like a Pro. And I'm going to answer the question, do I always need an RFP? So I'll start with a short answer, which is also the summary from last week's episode, actually. Yes, you do. <laughs> and here is why. You know, just like a roadmap guides you to where you need to go, RFPs are the blueprint that leads businesses through successful collaboration with external consultants. So clearly, Defining your project requirements and expectation will help you identify the right consulting firms needed for the job, assess the timeline feasibility and budget constraints, as well as manage change more effectively all the time. So a well-crafted RFP will allow you to organize fair competition in bidding processes, but also facilitate contract management by ID detailed information into the SOW or the consulting agreements. And regardless of whether there is a competition between consultants or one consultant has already been selected, these advantages still apply. Above all else, never forget this fact, RFPs are indispensable and successful collaboration between different business units and procurement is the key to creating impeccable requests for proposal. So don't miss out on the amazing episode of Smart Consulting Sourcing we released last week. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast via Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube. Are you convenient? And if you prefer to read through our content, the full transcript can be found on our website, consultingquest.com, in the thought leadership section. So now, back to today's question, do I always need an RFP? Today, I will provide a more sophisticated answer. No, it does not go against what I stated last week. Yes, you still always require RFP. However, that isn't always the initial step in your journey. It will depend on the level of development of your project. So ever wonder what goes into the initial stages of a project? So let me explain. You visualize an horizon that traces your new endeavors maturation. On the left, you will find ideation, where all your considerations lie. Should I launch this project? What are my choices? And what am I doing this in the first place to solve which problem? And further on the right, you will find the execution stage. So now you have a clear idea of what you want to achieve. And you have to explore how you could deliver that project. So will you outsource this or keep it in-house? What consultants could help me to attain my goals? And somewhere in between those two points, you, the ideation and the execution, you will find the definition of the needs and the scoping of your project. So if we come back to the ideation phase, at that point, you don't have a clear idea of what you want to achieve and the level of likeliness of the project is still low. 
So this is usually the RFI stage. RFI is an acronym from Request for Information. So businesses send RFIs to explore the market, ask questions, and better understand what consulting firms could do, what approaches they use, what references they have, and so on. So it's a information gathering process, and it will vary based on the type of project, the complexity, the timeline, and the budget. Uh, but before we move on, let's pause to ensure that the term approach used in proposal is fully understood. So this word encompasses a combination of capability, for instance, uh, strategy, organizations, design, uh, procurement excellence, etc the methodology employed by the consultants and how they will direct each project. Will a workshop be organized? Interviews conducted? Is it hands-on? Is it collaborative? And, and all, of course, other components. And all these elements are combined into one broader concept that we call approach. So typically, each consulting firm has its own distinctive approach that serves as its unique consulting DNA. So now that we've laid that groundwork, we can have a look at an example. So take, for instance, a chemical company that wishes to assess the megatrends in the consumer good industry, their clients and user market. However, they're unsure of which project or approach they can take, right? Their megatrends can be examined from a strategic, a marketing, or an innovation viewpoint. They could organize an RFE where they invite different consulting firms covering the strategy, the marketing, and the innovation capability, and ask them to pitch the services. And after this, they should be able to decide which approach is most suitable and write the associated RFP. So in a matter of months, they shifted from the ideation phase to the execution phase. And now having an RFP in hand, they're ready to begin searching for their ideal consulting firm. So in conclusion, the RFI is for when you are unsure of what you do and need guidance. And conversely, if you have a specific plan in mind and know which consulting firms to partner with, that calls for an RFP. Now let's explore the various options that fall between those two extremes, right? The first question um, to ask yourself when you think about launching a project is, am I clear on the problem I want to tackle? And if the answer is no, then you need to organize an RFE round. If you don't want to, or you can't organize an RFE process, you can organize internal workshops, but you want to have access to external expertise, right? So I'd like to take a short break here to talk about brain picking. So what is brain picking? It's when you want to use someone's knowledge for a short period of time without compensation. So actually that's the basis of consultative selling. So it's a fair game, you know, to ask a couple of questions to a consultant about a potential project, even if you don't intend to launch it with them. But yes, <laughs> there is a but. Some companies abuse the RFE process and brain picking. They take advantage of consultants to gain knowledge without any intentions to pay. It's more like a brain drain, right? And in the worst cases, they ask a consultant to make a proposal and then run away with their approach and the project breakdown. And so don't try to deny it. You know, consultants, me included, have experienced this and can back up that these stories are indeed true. 
So don't be that guy. You know, you we understand that a project is canceled, that you don't have a budget, or that you just want a bit of insight. And, and we're fine to provide some free support, right? But it all depends on the context. So make sure your intentions are clear. Well, I had a much longer break than I expected. My enthusiasm for this topic is unmistakable, don't, don't you think? Well, back to our topic. If we're clear on the problem to tackle, the next question to ask yourself is, do I know the type of approach I want to get? So if your answer is no, the best way to go about is by organizing a bit that begins with an RFI round involving numerous consulting firms. This will enable you to determine which approach would suit your requirements and helps you write a thorough RFP. And afterwards, you can move to a second round using your RFP, but this time you limit the number of participating consulting firms. So compared to a traditional RFP process, this is a more comprehensive. You know, the initial phase of exploring can be iterative and may take extra time until you find the right fit. So do you remember the example I used earlier with the chemical company that wanted to explore megatons? That's the option they used. So during the first round, they invited six consulting firms to focus on each capability, you know, strategy, marketing, and innovation. That's how they realized that the approaches that best fit them is were the one proposed by the strategy firms. Then the second round was a round between the two strategy consulting firms and an additional incumbent firm. Now, let's say you know what type of approach you're looking for, and you know what capability you need, more or less, and you know what methodologies you are interested in. And you might have an idea of what consulting firms you want to invite to the table. Uh, all of this means that you're ready for a pure you know, RFP process. But yes, there's still a but. Uh, there's still a question you can ask yourself. It's, I am flexible on the delivery model and the format. What does that mean? You know exactly what you need. It can be because it's a sequel from an existing project or an implementation following another project, whatever that is. You know what you want. For instance, uh, once we were asked to find a consulting firm base in Brazil, with strategy and marketing capabilities that could help implement new ways of working developed by the group level and deployed globally. So the company has found suitable consulting firms everywhere else in the world, but not in Brazil. So they wanted all the units to get the same treatment. So, but sometimes the client is more flexible. That's when I recommend to design what I call an open RFP. Generally speaking, the RFP for consulting should not describe the how in too much details. And as I mentioned before, the how or the approach is a consulting firm's DNA. And also often their differentiator. That's a tough one. And it's highly probable that they know more about what works and what doesn't that you do, unless you are a former consultant with the same expertise. So therefore, your main focus should be on describing the problem and establishing your desired outcomes to save time for all parties involved. You can highlight what constraints you have or ideas that are off limits. However, it's essential to maintain an open attitude when creating an RFP. But you can often 
more room for creativity in your RFP. Let's say that most consulting firms, especially when they don't know you as a client, will use a rather conservative approach to a given problem. Uh, but by adding a straightforward statement such as, or any similar approaches, or even better, or any approach that deems more fitted to your RFPs, you can open up the possibility of receiving creative responses that might just surprise you. So before I wrap up, I must emphasize the importance of streamlining these processes to ensure they are not overly um, time consuming. So the best strategy to take when inviting consulting firms is to limit the number at each stage. This will vary depending on the scale of a project and which round you're in. The consulting firm is more likely to put in the hard work if there's a greater chance of winning the project. And therefore you will end up with much better proposal. It's like typically a win-win situation. So with that, let's draw our discussion to a close. RFE or request for information is an indispensable tool for analyzing the market and getting insight into what consulting firms have to offer. Brain picking or free consultation may be a beneficial tool, but it should be only utilized punctually and for short period of times. Project in the ideation phase may require an RFP process or internal workshops to clarify the problem to solve. But when the plan is clear, you can and you should formalize it into an RFP. If you're unsure of the right methodology, you can start by engaging multiple consulting firms with the RFI round, then narrow down your options using an RFP in the second round, but include fewer consulting firms. So to make sure your RFP process is smooth and successful, set limits on idea for those submitting them, but still leave room to let their creativity flow. Plus, don't forget that restricting the number of invited consultants at each step will help shorten proceedings overall. There you have it. The three easy steps to create an efficient responding proposals procedure. And that's it. You know, in the blink of an eye, we find ourselves at the conclusion of our podcast. Time certainly does fly. So don't miss out on our upcoming episode. Are you ready to make your mark in the world of requests for proposals? I will discuss best practices and how to get ahead when crafting an RFP. Tune in next week for expert insight about who should be involved what makes successful proposals and tips that savvy procurement professionals need to know to facilitate the process. Stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have any questions about today's topics or any consulting procurement related topic, actually, remember you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.